In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Amen. Twenty years. Tuesday morning, September 11th, 2001, meant for me being a Tuesday morning, a nine o'clock departmental meeting with the rest of the IT department. For reasons that God alone now remembers, I was late leaving that morning. As I drove, as I normally did, I turned on my radio to the local news station and heard them already discussing the plane that had flown into the North Tower. Like everyone else, our initial assumption was that this had been a freak accident. During my 30-minute commute, the horrible truth became ever clearer. I listened as the second plane hit. I was late to my meeting that day. But meetings didn't much matter that day. Rather, we did what work we could, watching the towers fall and the other horrors of that day unfold. Most, if not all of us over the age of probably 17 or so, remembers where we were, what we were doing, who we were with that day. Some of you have very personal connections to those events in New York City, Washington, D.C., the small field in Pennsylvania. The emotions of that day still easily come back to us 20 years later. I want to not only remember that day, but 9-12, the immediate aftermath. Drawn together through crisis, we came together. We were united. We grieved and mourned together. We provided whatever aid we could We started a long process of rebuilding and seeking justice. Barriers that occasionally divide us were put aside, at least for a while. We were all together. Every president and leaders around the world spoke of that unity that was witnessed among us, especially in those early days. Indeed, most of the world grieved and stood beside us, and we enjoyed widespread international support seeking justice for those responsible. Together with the rest of the world, we have made significant strides in a war on terror, trying to enhance security measures to help prevent a similar tragedy. And now, 20 years later, the recent events in Afghanistan have placed an odd bookmark, or perhaps a bookend, on the events that started for us 20 years ago. There's no way to possibly recount all of the things that have happened in the last 20 years. Our world has seen various degrees of both success and challenge along the way. One of the unfortunate casualties was that unity that we had briefly on display for the world. Now it has eroded into what is seemingly ever-increasing divisiveness. There are fewer and fewer topics that don't evoke strong reactions, opinions, or the occasional act of violence. 
the pandemic hasn't helped, and the way in which social media is often used, all of these things have worked together, propelling us into many and varied factions that struggle to communicate with one another. There are some questions we should ask. What do we do now? How do we at once never forget 9-11 in these 20 years, but also move forward? Is there any hope for such unity among people again? Thankfully, our scripture lessons appointed for this day in the lectionary can help us to seek answers to those questions. And once again, we discover that God's word is both timely and timeless. Jesus, of course, was no stranger to conflict and divisiveness. In our gospel passage, he tells his disciples plainly and clearly that he will be rejected and killed. The disciples, Peter in particular, appear not to have even heard that Jesus also said he would rise again after three days. Peter's attempt to correct Jesus' apparent misunderstanding of things is met with a swift rebuke and new marching orders. If any of you believe that I am the Christ, Jesus says, that I am God's anointed one as Peter has just declared, and you would walk in my path, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. This is the timeless command for all Christians at all times. Regardless of our circumstances or any baggage that we may bear from these past 20 years, Christ's command to us is to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, and to follow. To do this, our focus cannot remain on ourselves, our families, or anything else. Rather, we must fully fix our eyes on Jesus so that we can actually place our feet in his footsteps following him. The church fathers believe that the cross that Jesus speaks of in this passage includes all of our anxieties and sufferings. St. Augustine believes that it includes our own mortality. Jesus says, uproot and carry those burdens, just as he carries the cross for us. The path forward does not mean that we need to forget to lay aside our memories or our cares, but rather to bear them as Christ bore for us the sins of the world. We step where he steps. And we must not forget that the path that Jesus walks includes his resurrection. Truly, this is our great personal hope as Christians, that we too will rise again on the other side of this life. And while even then we may yet bear the marks of the wounds of this life as Jesus still has nail-scarred hands, we will live. And while we yet live, we are called to walk in the manner in which Jesus walked, to follow. So if you, like me, would love to see that unity again, and a unity even greater than what we saw on September 12th. And I think it's worth us spending some time thinking and acting upon the second chapter of James, which we heard read this morning. The primary focus of that chapter is a reminder of the royal law, the second great commandment, 
to love our neighbors as ourselves. The parable of the Good Samaritan clearly tells us that neighbors are not only the people who live near us, who think and agree with the way we think and live, but it includes caring and looking out for people who are specifically not like us and whom we may not even know. The Good Samaritan shows no partiality either toward or against the Jew who has fallen into a bad way. He doesn't treat him better or worse because of his identity. Rather, he treats him as a neighbor, taking care of him. Jesus lived a similar life. He didn't give preferential treatment based on someone's status or their wealth or any other reason. He healed equally Jews, Samaritans, Greeks, Romans from all walks of life. He ate with Pharisees. He ate with prostitutes. James reflects on this and on the Levitical law that reminds us that we should not give preferential respect or treatment to any person or group over another. Ideally, this means we treat everyone with equal respect. Can you imagine the effect it would have if we were able to truly live this way? If we truly lived treating everyone with equal respect, not abandoning our convictions, but changing maybe how we talk about our convictions and how we deal with other people, what unity might we yet create and inspire if we loved other people as ourselves truly? We regularly pray for unity. In fact, we prayed for it in the litany today that God would be pleased to make wars to cease, giving all nations unity, peace, and concord. What James and Jesus both tell us is that this path forward and the path toward unity requires action. We must take a step. We must act out our faith. As you remember these past 20 years, I pray that God would give you and I a deep desire for unity and the ability to move forward, to follow him. May he strengthen us for that journey that yet lies ahead, enabling us to do the hard work of bearing our crosses as he bore his, of examining our own motivations, and seeking day by day to live and walk as he does. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.